When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and I'm joined alongside today with my co-host, Clint Richardson. How are you doing, Clint? I'm good, Chandler. How are you? I'm making it. Just, uh, it wasn't, wasn't the best weekend for Auburn baseball, but, um, we, uh, we got along. Um, the, the Tigers now sit at 20 and four. Um, they are, they went two and two on the week or, um, two and three if you include the Capital City Classic, which happened tonight. Um, we apologize. We're sorry for this late recording, um, but things happen, and um, we apologize. But anyways, let's go ahead and just hit the road running, um, and let's talk about last Tuesday's night, last Tuesday night's game in Birmingham at Regents Field at U- or, uh, at UAB. Uh, Auburn started an eight-game road streak in Birmingham at UAB this weekend. Um, Auburn trailed early 4 nothing, and it felt like it was going to be just another long game for the Auburn Tigers. But in the fifth inning, Auburn had an eight-run blast from the plate, and that was capped off by a grand slam from Connor Davis, and that put the Tigers up 8-4. to four. Yeah, and I'll – I mean – I've, I think I've got to take credit for that eight-run rally. Um, <laughs> T.C. Williams had left one fry on her on her tray, and I picked it up and I said, "This is the rally fry." And then we we banged off eight runs in a row. Oh, and then geez. and then on Friday at Mississippi State, we were down five to nothing, and we banged out six runs in a row. And we'll not talk about what happened Saturday. Um, but we have the rally fry has been disposed of. Um, was it the, was it the same fry from Tuesday to Friday? Yes, it was. Oh, it, gross! It was it's a like, little a little bit green and moldy, but it was still working. It's, um, that's almost as bad as Alabama softball's rally biscuit from a few years ago. Yeah, but anyways, on Tuesday night, Ryan Bliss led the Tigers. He uh, going three of four um on the night and Bailey Horn was credited with the win after throwing three innings of hitless baseball and that's really good during a midweek game for any of these midweek guys um so hats off to uh, to Bailey but the Tigers used uh the Tigers used Garrett Wade, Richard Fitz, Bailey Horn, Will Morrison and Peyton Glavin um Tuesday night in the game um it was a way better atmosphere this year than last year's game. Um, last year's game also was probably about 20 degrees colder. So that probably had a lot to do with it. Um, 
but uh, the game the game lasted three and a half hours, um, but it was a very uh, good atmosphere. And I would say that Regions Field was probably 75, 80% full. So that was, uh, that was good to see. It's always great to, to enjoy these bigger parts and let these college teams go play in the minor league stadiums. And, and it, has UAB transitioned to using Regent Park as their home field entirely yes. now? Yes, they have. I mean, that's just what an opportunity for them. And uh, you're able to get bigger and better names to come to your ballpark when you've got something like that on hand. And, yeah. You know, Auburn, Auburn had a, you know, going from Regents Park in uh, Birmingham to Riverwalt Stadium in Montgomery within a week is just, that. that's just a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, agreed. But, um, yeah, I I agree with that, Clint. Um, really great opportunity for some of these young guys um, in the midweek games and also the older guys to get experience in some uh, big league-shaped and big league-style um, ballparks. So just a, a great experience all around Tuesday night. But let's move on and talk about Friday. Um, the Tigers hit the road for their first SEC away series in Stark Vegas, Mississippi. Or I meant Starkville, Mississippi. Um, I, I, I kind of got it confused with Las Vegas because when you go over there, the bright lights almost get you. Um, this is very sarcastic for anybody that's ever been to Starkville, Mississippi. Um, there's, there's nothing there cornfields um but the tigers uh on friday night got down five to nothing um like i said earlier but no do not fear the rally fry is here no um (laughs) tanner burns had a rough first inning um he threw 40 pitches and even after the first inning he still was not he didn't look like himself at all um mississippi state was hitting balls extremely hard um after the first inning i think they hit three balls that carried to the warning track um thankfully they stayed in the ballpark but um tanner was just he wasn't on friday night um and i mean but some nights it's just like that and the difference i think between tanner burns and other pitchers on auburn squad is tanner can have an off night and still hang on tanner still pitched five innings um and didn't give up didn't give up a run after that first inning so hats off to tanner for just keeping us in the game and um saving our bullpen because lord knows we needed it the next two days yeah absolutely and you know like you said this wasn't tanner's best outing ever um only went five innings pitched a hundred pitches you know which isn't terrible if you take away that 40 pitch first inning um gave up four earned runs on five hits uh, walked three guys and only struck out four you know there wasn't I, I think the home plate umpire was kind of squeezing the strike zone but when you get into road sec schedule and you've got an atmosphere like startville and a brand new renovated stadium like the new duty noble field it's that's not an easy place to play let alone to get a win out of and you know we we talked many times already this season about the number number one rule of going on the road in the sec is do not get swept 
and Auburn was able to fight out a gutsy come from behind victory to to get this win and start the weekend off right and to avoid that big 303 weekend. Yeah. Um from the plate, Stephen Williams and Rankin Woley got the offense um pretty much done with uh, or started with two back-to-back uh solo home runs. Uh they cut the lead to 5 to 2. Um, and they got, they just kind of got the energy going in that dugout and got the energy going from the small Auburn crowd on hand. And, um, and that was in the sixth inning. And then Connor Davis hit a triple in the seventh off of the, um, right field wall. And in at, uh, Duty Noble Field, it's kind of a oddly uniquely shaped wall in right field. Um, they've kind of got the corner of the outfield is 330. And then, about probably five feet um, left, they have a, br- a brick-shaped wall that curves into the field. And at the end of the brick-shaped wall, it's only 305, and that's where the foul pole is. And um, we thought Connor Davis may have had a home run, but um, it bounced off of that brick wall, and it bounced far back into the field, and he was able to stretch a triple out of that. And that led to another two-run inning. And that's when the Tigers cut it to five to four. Then in the eighth inning, Casey Howe came up with it tied five to five and got a clutch base hit to put the Tigers back in front, or to not back in front, but to put the Tigers in front six to five. And there was no looking back from there. Uh, the Bull Cody Greenhill came on and closed down the final two innings with uh, and allowed only one hit. But um, just like we were saying, you can't say enough about what Tanner Burns did in fighting off that five innings on a night that he just truly didn't have it. He didn't have his stuff, but um, he found a way and he grinded it out and uh, was able to uh, lead his team to a victory. Yeah, and I like what you mentioned earlier about how even when Tanner is not at his best, his his bad days are still better than most guys' good days. And we'll we'll see as – we discussed the rest of the the weekend and and the rest of the games how how much that pays dividends in in a big game like like Friday night at Mississippi State. Yeah. So moving on to Saturday, uh, Mississippi State um, hosted the Tigers again, and Auburn lost fifteen to two. And let's move on to Sunday. Um, but no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm okay with it this time. Yeah, that I wish we could do that, but um, the fifteen to two loss ended the Auburn Tigers' fifteen game winning streak. And you got to tip your hat to a uh, freshman pitcher for Mississippi State, JT JT Jen, um, and because this kid he went seven innings and allowed three hits. And I mean, you can't say enough about the the guy's effort um, on Tuesday night. I mean, on Saturday night, um, and I found out afterhand, um, after the game, that uh, JT was drafted in the first round of the MLB draft, wow. and tur- he turned down the money to go uh, to go to Mississippi State. And to be honest, Clint, let me tell you, I I might turn down that money too because that atmosphere on Saturday was just incredible. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was it was a once in a once-in-a-lifetime experience from a college baseball standpoint. Um, but, I mean, 
I, I mean, it should have been because the, the the team the they call them the Diamond Dogs, not the Diamond Dolls, but the Diamond Dogs. Um, the Diamond Dogs in Starkville were hitting all gears on Saturday, um, but so it was pretty much a bullpen day from Auburn standpoint. Carson Skipper didn't make it out of the first inning, unfortunately. But Brooks Fuller uh, came in and calmed the ship for a little bit, uh, throwing three and two-thirds inning and only allowing one run. But then the wheels fell off. Um, Peyton Glavin, Ryan Watson, and Richard Fitz allowed nine runs over three and the last three and two-thirds innings. And no Auburn Tiger had a multi-hit ball game. So just a rough, rough day for Auburn. I mean, if you're a fan of a team and your pitching staff is able to go out and do exactly what Mississippi State did to Auburn, that's a you you cannot be unhappy with that performance. And you know, to go out there and put up 20 hits and 15 runs, and and still you're leaving 11 runners on base. I mean, that's just an amazing performance by both your offense and defense. And you know these these kind of games obviously this one was just way out of hand and the the Sunday game was less out of hand in terms of the the differential between the scores but you really got to hate it for for some of these guys and their um, ERA I mean Ryan Watson had went a full inning and gave up five runs on four hits and had a 10.8 ERA on the on the day and you know, these, this whole weekend just really skewed Auburn's pitching stats, and it wasn't it wasn't a good weekend whatsoever. But you know, don't don't judge Auburn right now off of these ERA numbers. Yeah, definitely. But um, moving on, our the one last note on Saturday's game: the attendance was an incredible twelve th- twelve thousand three hundred and forty three, and I mean, like I've already, I guess, kind of gushed and um made and fell in love with the place but just an incredible incredible stadium they have built in Starkville and an incredible atmosphere they have and I just tip my tip my hat to them and I mean they've got dadgum condos overlooking the baseball field they've got 12 condos that overlook in left field um that they sold for um fifty thousand dollars each season um so i mean it's just an incredible incredible baseball atmosphere and you got to tip your cap to them yeah that's that's not something you can do at a baseball field at many schools in the country no not at all there's only a select few you could do it at but moving on to sunday um auburn stay for this whole game I did. I stayed for all four hours and 11 minutes of it. Oh, man. Um, Auburn fell 20 to 15. Yes, <laughs> I said 20 to 15. So I, I think, I don't know if E2C was going yet um, when the th- when the three to two football game happened, but I'm sure y'all had to, if it was, I'm sure you had to repeat the three to two football score like I just repeated, the 20 to 15 baseball score, 35, <laughs> 35 total runs. So I'm 42 s- total hits. Yeah. I'm honestly shocked that it only lasted four hours and 11 minutes. I mean, when, when you have 42 hits, it's going to take a while. 
when you've got 42 hits and a laundry list of pitchers that you roll out onto the field, it's like you said, it's going to take a while. And, and no, that three to two game predates the ETC network by a couple of years, but it still lives in infamy, yeah. no doubt, among the Auburn fandom. But this game was just insane. Like I even noted on Twitter at one point that this game is just drunk on a set Sunday afternoon. I mean, this was the wildest game I think I've ever seen in my life. Auburn was able to put up a seventh spot in the fourth inning. And most of the time, that's pretty good. Yeah. But it wasn't I mean, good enough here. I mean, I mean, the Tigers took – the Auburn took an 11-5 to lead after the fourth inning. And you, you know what? You'd think you could coast from there, but not this time. Mississippi State scored in every single inning except obviously the bottom of the ninth where they didn't need to come out on the field. And Auburn left 12 runners on base. Like this game could have been even more out of hand if the Tigers were able to bring some of those men home. Yep. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. And But uh, Stephen Williams and Judd Ward both hit home runs. So tip of the cap to them used seven pitchers in the game um i'm not even gonna list out the seven names because it was just state like clint said scored every inning um cody greenhill kind of was i guess you could say one of the main pitchers um he threw two or he he threw two and a third innings um he was credited with the loss unfortunately um but i mean it was just a incredible incredible game if you like offense if you if you're more of a if you're more of a pitching guy well you probably did not want to watch this one um well there's no probably about it you didn't want to watch this one this was Um, so hard to watch at home because i had i had a couple of chores that i needed to get done but of course i'm gonna wait until the end of this game and it just kept dragging on and of course with seven pitching changes with 42 total hits and 35 total runs. It's going to take a while, and those chores had to get pushed off a good bit. And, you know, I think it's it's really not the best sign when Cody Greenhill goes just about as far into a game as your starter. Elliot Anderson went two and two-thirds. Like you said, Cody went two and a third. And I think he even got thrown into the game, you know, like the, the fifth inning. And then – You've got other guys on the team who threw one pitch in Will Morrison. Um, Garrett Wade threw eight. Carson Skipper, the starter from the day before, threw nine in the ninth inning. And, I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's not a bad idea to kind of get some guys a little bit more time on the mound. But, really, how much can you expect a player, a young player, to gather from just a handful of pitches? I'm not gonna lie. I'm I really enjoy watching offense. So it was it was a fun game to be at on Sunday. Um, I, you just wish Auburn could have come out on top and come out on the other end. But um, overall, incredible, great weekend in Starkville. Um, and I did have lots of fun. Um, great great hospitality, but from the people um, of Starkville and. Um, just a very fun overall weekend. Let's move on and talk about tonight's game, uh, the Capital City Classic in Montgomery. 
versus the University of East Mississippi. Or no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, it says Alabama, but I think they're in East Mississippi or something. <laughs> I don't know. They're somewhere over there on the other side of the state or in East Mississippi. I don't know. Doesn't um, really matter. Yeah, okay. I mean they're irrelevant. So, anyways, well, unfortunately, it didn't come out on in favor of the Auburn Tigers. Um, but I mean, I guess we should probably give them this game. I mean, I think it was twice in ten years. So, I mean, if you want, if we're gonna make a deal where we'll just give them the game twice every ten years, I'm fine with it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Auburn, Auburn still dominates the records so far in in the Montgomery Capital City Classic winning 10 of or nine of the 11 now and yeah it it was back and forth real early and then just the the same pitching was that really ate up Auburn in Starkville just reared their head again and it's it's really weird because we really were singing the praises of the pitching staff and just all of a sudden it's gone down the drain yeah but um, just a, a really fun night at the ballpark tonight. Um, this it's always a fun game. Yes, always. I mean, they've got the band there. They have the cheerleaders there, which is a really amazing stadium, which is kind of awkward for a baseball atmosphere. But I think one game a year, you can make an exception. And I think it's, it's just a, a really fun game to be at. But um, they announced tonight on the big, on the jumbo, or it's, it's a small screen. It's not. It's no jumbotron, <laughs> but they announced on the, uh, the the big screen that this was a record-breaking attendance for um, Riverwalk Stadium. Um, they fit. They uh, packed in seven thousand eight hundred and ninety-six people tonight into Riverwalk Stadium. So, um, just a, a great atmosphere. Good, a great crowd on hand, and. Um, just wish the Tigers could have come out on the other end. But yeah, you know, they, they tell us every single season that it's a stadium attendance record. So either more people keep showing up every year or they're fudging a couple of numbers because I saw a lot of empty chairs, a lot more empty chairs in this game than I have in previous games. Yes. I, I think this was also the first time that this game was actually televised. It was on SEC Network this year. And that just blows my mind that we're in a minor league stadium you're in the heart of Montgomery that has multiple tv stations based around that area and we haven't been able to get this on tv before yeah that I mean that is kind of mind-blowing but um from the the game perspective um it was a back and forth game I mean Alabama scored one bottom of the second and then Auburn got a run or two and they ended up tying it up three to three in the top of the seventh they tied it up three to three and then we hung on uh, bottom of the seventh didn't get anything top of the eighth and then bottom of the eighth just was kind of I mean I don't know any other word than just a a disaster Um, I mean that's that's exactly what it was and you know Auburn's pitching staff had done a pretty decent job up until then. Uh, Garrett Wade went three and two thirds, and then Richard Fitz also went three and two thirds. Uh, Wade gave up three runs on four hits. Fitz gave up no runs on three hits and was able to pitch himself out of a couple of jams. Both guys unfortunately walked 
a lot of guys. Garrett Wade walked five guys, um, which ultimately turned out to be the difference in this game where just the, the amount of players that Auburn was unfortunately walking and letting on base freely. Um, Auburn even walked in two runs in the bottom of the eighth, and then a, I think it was a passed ball gave up the final run in the eighth, and it was just, um, you know, Auburn pulled Richard Fitz in, you know, I think after one inning or one out in the top of the eighth. And yeah, but he, he threw really 65 quickly, pitches. Really quickly, I, I want to give a shout-out and just say – I mean, I was at the game, and Rich, that was a heck of an outing from Richard Fitz. I think that was his best of yeah. his career so that, far, no doubt. Yes. No doubt, best of his career. So, and, and tip of know, the cap to you, him. You and I were talking prior to recording that he he pitched last Tuesday against UAB. He, yeah, he pitched this weekend at Mississippi State, right? Yes, I know he pitched and then, once, and I, he may have pitched twice. And then he. You mentioned that he was warming up and and throwing a lot in the bullpen all weekend long. So yes. I think with I think outside of that, he probably would have gone a lot further than sixty five pitches. Um, but you know this is this was what makes this game really tough is that it's now in the middle of SEC play. It's still a midweek game, even though it's a rivalry. Uh, luckily, it doesn't count towards conference standings. Yeah. Um, but you still have to manage your arms. Auburn still has to go to South Carolina this weekend. And they kept talking about Alabama having to go to Florida, I think. Like, mm. you know, that's that's tough. When you've got, you know, you're playing yeah. a good team in uh, UAB in another minor league stadium. You're playing almost every single pitcher in your staff in a road weekend series at, in Starkville. And now you've got a rivalry game in another minor league stadium that you're going to have to use your entire pitching staff at. So, yeah. you know, it's it's a long season. It's always nice to get a win in this game. It means a lot to the fans. Means a lot to the players. Um, but obviously, the both coaching staffs realized that keeping some arms healthy was a lot more important than than just pushing your bullpen to to run away with the win. And unfortunately, a couple of mistakes on the Auburn side really cost them this game. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at Auburn using five pitchers, but, I mean, Alabama used eight pitchers. Um, And, I mean, some just went a third of an inning, two-thirds of an inning, a third of an inning, two-thirds, two-thirds. So, I mean, they just – they got everybody a little bit of work and just – they, I mean, uh, managed the, the pen a little better than Auburn did. And, um, and I do you think that Jack Owen being out with, you know, a little bit of an injury, a little bit more rest time this week affected all this this badly that you lose a starter for the weekend and now you basically have to rush and hurry up some rest time and bullpen scheduling for your entire bullpen? Yes, I think it definitely has affected um, everything um, and impacted Auburn the last three games because, I mean, it throws off Carson Skipper starting on Saturday and then it threw off, I mean, everything because the bullpen had to do more and had to work harder and it just it just hasn't worked out. But um, they, they interviewed Jack during the game 
and he is hilarious. I, I wish that they could have him on the call for every single game going forward. But they, they asked him about the injury, and he said that he's been throwing all week, and he feels good. So I, I would expect we see him back this weekend, and hopefully that'll alleviate some of the issues that we saw this, you know, the last five games, really. Yeah, hopefully. But um, I think that does it for the, the last five games. Previewing um, ahead, um, Auburn travels up to Columbia, South Carolina this weekend for a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. Um, I'm, I'm not making the trip because I'm going to Kansas City to watch our basketball team in the Sweet 16. But are you, you going to be making it? I will not, but after your track record the last couple of games, I don't know if I want you going up to Kansas. Well, I, I've kind of questioned it, but at the end of the day, you know, really I, I don't affect – I think I affect the game, but let's be honest. I really don't have that big of an impact on a game. If Auburn's going to win, they're going to win. and But if Auburn's going to lose, they're going to lose. So – Okay, they're play- okay, fine. You, they're playing a very good, playing a very good North Carolina team. So hopefully, hopefully the Tigers can pull it out. But this is a baseball podcast, not a basketball. So let's fine, you, you you got me. I'm just yes. mad that you're not taking me with you. Well, I would if I could. Um, let's. Uh, but from a baseball standpoint, they travel up to Columbia to play South Carolina. Beautiful stadium up there. Um, South Carolina sits at one and five in the SEC, so they've struggled a little bit, but they are still a very good team. Um, I think yeah, they're this just. Is, this is not a team that you want to overshadow. Overlook. No, like I said, all. they're one and five in conference. They're sixteen and nine overall. They have played a pretty tough schedule. They got swept in the conference opener against Georgia at home and then lost two or three at Tennessee. And then their most recent game also played tonight, Tuesday night. They lost 2 nothing to North Carolina A&T. So they're coming in with a two-game losing streak. And, you know, they've played uh, – they've defeated number 23 Clemson, um, you know, once in Clemson and then once at their home park. And then they've really just played a, a very localized schedule with – Appalachian State, the Citadel, Gardner-Webb, Valparaiso, and the Citadel. So, again, this is a talented squad. You know that South Carolina is going to always be a very tough game and a really good atmosphere. So, hopefully Auburn gets things going. Hopefully Tanner Burns comes out Friday night and has a much better outing because Friday night is really going to set the tone for the entire weekend, especially if either Jack Owen – doesn't play or doesn't play well on what we expect to be that Saturday game. Yeah, definitely. But like you said, hopefully Auburn can straighten things out and um, get back on track. Right now we're on a three-game losing streak, but sitting at 20-5 and five overall, I don't expect the three-game losing streak to uh, impact or affect us a whole lot. But uh, I do want to get back to the winning ways um, that, Absolutely. We, that we saw – um, for so long, so um, hopefully they can get back to that Friday night. But um, let's start a new streak. That's right. But um, before we head out, 
uh let's tell the people how to connect with us clint um you can find me on twitter at c fullman f-u-l-l-m-a-n 30 c fullman 30 um is how you can find me and how can the people connect with you clint you can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at auburnuniforms.com. So I think that'll uh, do it for this episode of Hitchcock Hecklers, but we will see you next week. Um, and until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?